What's going on, guys? It is your boy Elroy back again with another episode of Unsanctioned. Uh, we're gonna do this one a little different. I got my good buddy here, not a friend, more of a family member, Jay Mendez. You want to say what's up to the people? What's going on, everybody? <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy to have you, man. Haven't talked in a long time, yeah. and. Uh, what better thing to bring us back together than our love for MMA? Doggone right. I'm excited to talk about it. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. No, yeah, for sure. So, your MMA history, as far as, like, watching, predates mine by maybe a decade. Yeah, I'm a lot older. <laughs> so, so, you want to tell the people how you got into, like, MMA? Oh, man. Uncle Ben. <laughs> I got an uncle and... Was staying over at staying over his house one time and he had uh he had pay-per-view he was stealing it you know what i mean <laughs> he was stealing he had the it. hot box oh yeah <laughs> so we used to go over there to watch movies or whatever so he was all intrigued because this whole you know all the 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 announcements were coming out for this you know no hose barred action you know two people into the cage and only one person leaves so we were all intrigued to, to go and watch it and uh and right there was 1993 uh the only fight that I do remember clearly was Horace Gracie. Horace Gracie wasn't there. And he was, he was doing his thing over there. <laughs> yeah, a couple, a couple brutal fights that came out that uh, at that time. But ever since after that, I was hooked. I was hooked for life. Yeah. Dang, ninety three. I was only two years old. Can you not say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my heart hearing that out loud. Good lord. So, in everything, you know. A lot of the people like to create a Mount Rushmore, so obviously named after yeah. the Mount Rushmore of presidents. For sure, for sure. So I was just wondering, what's your Mount Rushmore for MMA? Damn, that's a that's a hard question to answer. There's too many. There's too many guys, man. <laughs> uh, if I had to choose, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Randy first. Randy Couture, Randy the Natural. He's probably still one of my all-time greats. You know, he's a respectable guy. He was a good character. Uh, and his fighting skill, I mean, who, who can deny it? He was a five-time world champion in two different divisions. He fought the who's who. You know, the, the first time he fought Chuck Liddell, he did a good job. Second two times, uh, the next two times where he could have done a lot better. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> he could have done better, but um, yeah, for sure. Randy Couture's got to be one of them. Uh, the next one, I guess, the more recent, I guess you could say, uh, John Jones. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. In the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you gotta put him up there. You got, you just got to. He, what he's accomplished in so little time, still so young, and what he's been able to do. I mean, no question about it. No question about it. Um, who else? Yeah, I gotta. I don't know. It's, what about chicks? Can I put a? Can I put some of the female fighters in there? Of course, however, you can answer this question however you want. Uh, Misha Tate. Misha Tate. Oh, Misha. my Yes, God. yes, I'm going to put her in the yes, absolutely. No, 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 no. You don't hate on Misha Tate. Oh, man. <laughs> <She> cupcake. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was a huge fan of her when she was in Strike Force. When she was coming up, I saw a lot of her fights before she got to the UFC. And she's, a, she's like an honest to God, like a real nice person, a kind of person you want to see succeed. And her fighting skills, while I wish she would have been a little bit more aggressive, but what she was able to do, fantastic job. Um, her fight against Holly Holm, 
I mean, she gutted that win out. No question about it. She deserved to win that fight. She fought to the bell. <laughs> yeah, she as fought everybody to the bell. Says Absolutely. You have, you, that's you one of the to. first things they say, right? Always to. fight to the fight, bell. Uh, until that bell rings, you got to fight. You got to keep fighting. And she did. And the stuff that she accomplished, you know, even the two setbacks that she had with, uh, with Ronda, uh, the one that she had against Kat, and she still kept coming. She still kept coming. So, yeah, you got to put her up there for sure. You got to put her up there. And, uh, man, I think for this one, I'm going to have to put Forrest and Stefan. Okay, they, that's they, fine. They, they might need to share a spot because like, I was kind of like dying off as a fan until, you know, the first season of Ultimate Fighter came. When I saw them fight at that finale, it was over. I was a fan for life. Since from that moment on, I saw everything else, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they, they got to share a spot. <clears throat> so, I see you left a couple of people off. So It was a hard. It, it was is, hard. It was hard. It is, it's hard. It's definitely your Mount Rushmore, so I just want to throw a couple names at you to see what you say. Okay. What happened with Hoist Gracie? Pioneer, I mean, what can you say about him? <laughs> I did this mine on a more personal level, but of course, what he did, the UFC was literally on his back for the first couple of years. He was the guy, the go-to guy. You know, they were throwing freaking guys at him who were way bigger, outside of his weight class, taller guys. People were calling him, oh, you can't fight this and this now, I'm gonna knock your head off. He's like, yeah, whatever. He was all of 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all of 170 pounds. He was fighting guys way bigger. When he fought Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock was weighing at about almost 210, almost 220. And he was 180-something. I forgot his, his exact weight during fight time, but it was like, it was like 180, you know? Right now, he would have been fighting him at two classes above his own, you know? So, and he still, you know, he, he fought Ken. And I think Ken lost more because of the timeline they fought for like 12 minutes and no breaks, you know what no I'm saying? No breaks, yeah. But yeah, Hoist, for sure, legend, man. Freaking legend. Okay, another name I'm going to throw out at you. Because hi, everybody knows my favorite fighter of all time, Anderson Silva. The spider. <laughs> I like the spider, but uh, uh, I don't know. He wouldn't go make my, my Mount Rushmore only because the Mount Rushmore for me was more personal. You okay. know what I'm saying? But if you go to all-time favorite, uh, like, best fighters of all time, I mean, he has to be in the conversation. You know, for sure. I mean, top five, for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I had to say two right now that are still in the UFC, mm-hmm. I would say him and John Jones. For sure. Two of Absolutely. the greatest fighters Absolutely. of all time. No question about it. No question about it. So then one more name I'm going to throw out you, only because I know you've been watching for so long. Okay. Chuck Liddell. It took a lot not to put him up there in the first four, but only because I had Randy already. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put Randy and Chuck. I just can't. Too much firepower. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. if you, so we already went over Anderson. Who are some of your other current favorites right now in the game? Oh, right now, man. That's Cody. Cody has a lot of attitude. Cody Garbrandt, for sure. I mean, I love his attitude. The guy hits like a dump truck, man. The young he, stud, yeah. man. He's a beast. Yeah, the, the kid can throw down, man. I, I, I like his style. I like the fact that he's very aggressive. He doesn't hold back. Not with words or punches, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to talk crap to you before the fight. And then when he gets in there, he's going to throw leather, for sure. And, and you always appreciate a fighter who goes in to fight. You know, like I, 
I don't like fighters that talk all this crap and then when they get in there, they're so timid to throw a punch because they're afraid to go down. Like, nah. Tyron Woodley, you know we're talking about you. <laughs> I, I respect the guy, Tyrone. We still love you and everything like that, but no, you still love him. <laughs> I haven't known. Look, listen, we're on the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast <laughs> Network, and I have a known hate for Tyron Woodley. Oh my God, I can't stand that kid. No, he that didn't. Uncle Tom. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, let it be known that Josh's comments are his and his alone. <laughs> my comments do not reflect no, the those of my that. employer or my podcast network. No, 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 no they do. Uh, the, the guy, the, he's not the guy that you want to meet in an alleyway of any kind. <laughs> no, the, what his last fight, I don't know. I, I think it was more for the style thing. You know, I think if he would have had somebody. His last three fights. Well, yeah. two, because the he first one was good. Two, yeah. I enjoyed the first fight with him. Yeah, because he he wasn't afraid to throw to throw down. Like in this one, like you know, his last fight was still with Stephen Thompson, and now this one with Demi Maya, it's almost like if he's holding back his punches, like he's he's afraid to engage for whatever reason. You know, like if if you're gonna lose, lose. You know, we're not gonna hold it back or you know hold it against you because you lost. No, it's about the way you lose and about the way you win. You know, if I know if we as fans know that you went in there and you lost but you gave 110 percent. We're going to respect you even after the loss, you know? And when you come to fight again, we're going to support the crap out of you. But if you go in there and you know that we're watching you, that you're holding back punches, you're running around the ring, you don't want to engage. I mean, me as a fan, you're going to turn me off to your fights. You know what I'm saying? We want to see you going in there and, and engaging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so what bugs me about him is this is someone who, before the UFC was only known for his wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like, this guy won titles at Strike Force, right? Mm-hmm. As a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Comes to the UFC, knocks a few guys out, and it's like, oh, this guy throws down. He's yeah. a striker. It's yeah. like, no, he's a wrestler. Why are you scared to wrestle all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, he, he must have gotten intimidated from Damian Maya's grappling. Because don't get me wrong, Damian is a high-class Brazilian uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner. I mean, the guy, he, he knows what he's doing. He practically lives on the ground. But Tyrone's not a slouch. And he I'm sure that he knows that, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's a strong guy for, for 170, you know, for that for that weight class, for that welterweight. He's a big guy still. You know, he's still a really big guy. You could tell, like, in his frame. Mm-hmm. What, what I was, uh, what, I th- what I'm guessing happened is that, you know, he doesn't want to put himself in a position where he might tire himself out. And not be able to go that distance and then, you know, lose the world of attrition. So, I, I, can, I can appreciate that. You don't want to lose the title. I get that. But, let's say you go back, right? Look at a guy like Chuck Liddell. Chuck, he may have gotten knocked, you know, he got knocked out a couple times. But he never held back a punch, man. I mean, this guy, he went in there, he was either going to knock you out or you were going to knock him out. That's one of the things that were going to happen. He wasn't going to shy away from throwing punches. And that's why everybody still loves Chuck Liddell. Because, yeah, he got knocked out, but it was either him or the other guy. You know, he was going in there to throw down for sure. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about Robbie Lawler. Once, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I know that it's been the career resurgence right before he won the title. Mm-hmm. And through his title reign, some of the best fights oh, yeah. of this generation of UFC fighters. Mm-hmm. But um, the dude isn't scared to get hit, and he hits back yeah for sure for sure he's not afraid to get hit and when he fought Tyrone I mean he took the first shot and kind of like backed him up he got kind of you know like 
it, you know, he, he rung his bell pretty good. But even then, as he's trying to move back, he's still <laughs> trying to get the little bit that he could. He was still trying to engage, you know what I'm saying? But he's not one to back down. Tyrone, I would kind of like to see him be a little bit more assertive. And like I said, I, I can understand why he wasn't as assertive as we're used to seeing him within his last couple of fights. You know, minus the Damian Maya and the Steven Thompson one, you know, Wonder Boys fight. Uh, both of those fights, you know, but if he could just go back a little bit to what he was doing before he, uh, before his last three fights, I mean, the guy is going to be a firecracker, man. He, he's, he's exciting to watch when he's on, you know, but if he keeps having performances like this, I don't, I don't know uh, if he can hold his, hold his audience, you know, I just, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't see him main eventing anytime soon. Yeah, not like that. He, he'd really have to put on a performance. Like Robbie Lawler and even Rory. You remember when, when he fought Rory? Yeah. Those guys fought twice. Twice. Twice, and, but both times. What? And guys, I mean, those were some tremendous, tremendous fights. Those were fights worth the money to pay for. Now, you know, if Tyrone comes in, people are going to judge him over the, his last three fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might not sell. He's you not going to he, be a he's draw. Not. He's not. He's really not. And it's sad because he's a good fighter for the most part, you know? But if he keeps having performances like these, I mean, he's just not going to sell. He, he's just not, man. <clears throat> now, we spoke off mic about my, what is, to me, greatest pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC right now, Demetrius yeah. Johnson. Yeah, for sure. Um... He main events a lot of Fox cards, Fox yeah, Sports 1. Yeah, you know, yeah. they keep him off of pay-per-view. He'll do, like, co-main event or, like, right under the co-main event, usually, mm-hmm. if they want to fill it with title fights. Yep. What do you think, besides, do you think it's his size that he doesn't really draw too well? Uh, I don't know, because uh, with with him, it's it's kind of it's kind of weird, because I don't, I don't know why he doesn't draw people. I've seen his fights on... Uh, on fight night and all those other different, you know, the, the lower ones where you don't have to pay. And the guy puts on a show. He yeah, goes I, in there to fight. I mean, those things get ratings. Yeah. But you put this guy on paper, like, are you jumping at the opportunity to buy a Demetrius Johnson headline pay-per-view? No, but again, it's it's not about, uh, it's not about DJ himself. It's more his opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... Who honestly is in his weight class that's gonna give him any kind of competition? Like, he has a fight coming up pretty soon. He has a fight pretty, coming up pretty soon, and you know the the gentleman he's gonna be fighting, which is for whatever reason escapes my my name. Uh, you know his name right now. I was looking it up right uh, a few seconds ago, but uh, not that not that he doesn't have a chance to win. It's just that we don't really uh, we don't really think that DJ is going to lose to him. I mean, honestly, you know, we think that DJ is going to put on a, a, the same kind of performance that he puts on every single time that he comes out there, where he goes out there, and it's it's a noticeable separation in technique, in class that he has over there. D- these guys, they can't they can't really fight him. You know, it's, it's so hard because he's... He's too good, man. <laughs> the guy is too nice, man. Dimitri, he he just has too much skill for these guys sometimes, and it just looks that way. Yeah, he can he can wrestle, he can throw hands, mm-hmm. he can lock you up in a submission if he had to. That's Joseph Benavidez. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> I'll never forget. I was still this was I was still living at my parents at the time. Mm-hmm. 
I just happened to like change the channel. Yeah. UFC is on. I'm like, yeah, why not? Let me let me check this out. So I'm watching, and they were the main event. Yeah. And out of nowhere, he just like the knocks he, his yeah, block the, the off. Dude falls <laughs> straight on his face. Yeah. Like just yeah. slumps down. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite knockouts. One of my favorite fights with him in it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, also him. He's another one that it's like, yeah, I know I'm winning this fight, but I'm going to go the five rounds if I have to and go to the last bell. Yeah. Like, you remember when he did it with the Asian guy when he tapped him out in, like, the last few seconds? The last few seconds, that's right. Mm Mm-hmm. That is in... And that, like, I remember watching the guy in the, you know, the the little chinito. He's bouncing around, (laughs) and I'm like... Yo, what is he doing? Yeah, and then yeah. DJ's keeping up with him. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's hard. You're not you're probably not gonna find somebody who's gonna outwork Demetrius. You might not gonna you might not find that at all because, I mean, from his cardio to his striking, uh, his grappling game, he is legitimately good everywhere that he's at. I mean I haven't seen anybody outwork him. I mean you see him at the end of a round. And he's just, he's barely sweating. You know, he's just kind of just like, okay, well, what else is next? You know, after this, let's go get a burger or something. You know what I'm saying? He's, mm-hmm. He seems so relaxed. Doesn't matter what's going on in the fight. He just seems so relaxed, no matter where he goes. You know, I don't see, I don't see anybody putting any, uh, any fear in his heart. Uh, Ray Borgs is his name. And, uh, he has a fight coming up September 9th. Uh, and I said, Ray Borg is good. He's a, he's a good fighter. Very good fighter. Uh, but he's not DJ. He's just not. He's just not, man. Yeah, I mean, if you think, what's what's left after Ray Borg? He has. Uh, he still hasn't fought Wilson Reese. No, no. So, do you think that's the fight to make, or is it? He no, finally he did, moves he did, up. Right, no, he did. He he beat him in the third round submission. Oh wow! Yeah, he just he fought him not too long ago, April fifteenth. He fought him. So, do you think it's time for him to move up if he? Yeah, I mean, everybody else that he's fought here, that he has... He can only fight Joseph Benavides so many times. Exactly, and he's fought Benavides how many times? Two or three. Yeah, so he's fought uh, John Dotson. He just fought uh, Henry Cejudo, which that that fight... I'll never... Ouch. Like, the build-up to that fight, Cejudo was just coming at him. Yeah. Like, and I get it, Cejudo, you're an Olympic wrestler, like... But... You're fighting Demetrius. You're fighting Demetrius, and he learned real quick. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he, he what was his first out, round, right? First round knockout. First yeah. round knockout. First round the knockout. He fought uh, Tim Elliott. That was a good fight. Uh, that was unanimous decision, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, then of course that was Wilson. an unexpected. Yeah. Good fight because yeah, that was, was coming off of the Ultimate Fighter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The champions, whatever it was. Yeah, great fights. But like I said, Dimitri, he's just, he's on another level. He's, he's going to have to go up in weight class sometime soon to get at least some new competition. You know, somebody who can really challenge him. You know, we can see him evolve more. I don't know how much more he can evolve, you know. I think people can have to evolve to where he's at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think his best move is to go up to Bantamweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, fight those guys. I mean, he is a lot smaller mm-hmm. in stature. What is he, 5'4"? Five, five, he is... I just had it right here, dude. He is 5'3", actually. 5'3". <laughs> He's 5'3". He got a 66-inch 66 66 inch, uh, reach, which is not bad. I mean, he, the, but 
even his stats, no, doesn't matter his his height, his size, none of that stuff. I mean, the kid is just he's fantastic. Yeah, he he's works. absolutely phenomenal. He works really hard. Another another person who's been in the news lately, GSP. So I've never been a fan of GSP. How dare you? I've how dare you? I watch GSP fights and I cringe and I fall asleep of boredom. What? Listen, <laughs> you already know I can't hang. You already know I can't hang oh, more terrible. than anybody. That is terrible. So, what do you think? Are you excited to see GSP again? I think this is a bad move. Him moving up? Yeah, I think this is a bad move. Only because I think that the timing is wrong. I think everything coming into this fight is wrong. I mean, obviously we're just here and we're talking about it, you know, around the coffee table and everything. He knows what he's doing wherever in whatever camp that he's in but us as a fight you know as fans from the outside looking in here's what we see GSP has been out of the ring out of the octagon I should say for how long I mean it's been what, two or three years that he's been out of action even though he's been training I follow him on Instagram and Twitter and things like that and he has been training and he still looks really sharp really good um, but you've been out of fighting like you haven't taken taken a real you haven't been into a, into a real uh, fight, I guess you can say, for the last couple of years. And now you're going to come back. Granted, I'm not a fan of Michael Bisping in the least bit. I cannot stand this guy. I think he's arrogant and cocky. And I think that, that they gave him the last two fights. I don't think that he won those last two fights. And I think all you have to do is have eyes to realize that he did not win those two fights. You know, Dan Henderson should be champion right now. But whatever. <laughs> um, when he fought against uh, Anderson Silva, he was out. They still didn't want to call the fight. It, that's that's what happened. But that he has the the most vicious good luck. I mean, I, I've never seen so much good luck on somebody in my entire life. Like this guy, he really has it. But now, regardless of that, you're gonna bring GSP. He can't. He can't he's coming in. He's gonna go up weight class. He's gonna fight Michael Bisping. You haven't fought in three. Years. Uh, this doesn't sound like a good return, man. It just doesn't sound good. And look, I love GSP. He's, to me, one of my all-time greats. But coming back at this time to fight Bisping, when Bisping is on a roll, I mean, I don't see it working too good for GSP. I, I, I see him he's, I see him taking a loss. Yeah, That's what I like to hear. No, it's, it's, it, that means a lot coming from me, and you know it. You know it, because I'm a huge GSP fan, but this particular case, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I became, I've become a fan of Michael Bisping recently. His trash talk is what I like. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> don't say what a, nah, nah, nah. His trash talk is what's good. His skill, or lack there, <laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know. Who did he uh, knock out? Who did he... He Luke took the Rockhold. title... Oh, my God. I hate Luke Rockhold. <laughs> you hear me, Becky? I hate him. <laughs> Luke Rockhold Luke, yeah. is someone who talked a lot of trash yeah. and ended up getting rocked. Because he disrespected uh, Bisping. It's, it's something that you just don't do to a fighter, period. You know, a guy's going to come in there and he's coming in there with, with the same intention that you have to knock him out. You can't just make it seem like he has no power. Like, if, he, if you have a face and he has a punch... You're going down, man. No power. <laughs> no power. <laughs> You're going down, man. And he just, that's what he did. Luke, Luke came in there and he was so high. Oh, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. He didn't respect his punching game. 
got rocked for his troubles. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, Luke deserved that loss. So, if you go... So, if you're saying Michael Bisping's going to beat GSP, I know somebody who's waiting in the wings. Both, <laughs> one of my favorite fighters in the game right now. I don't know if you've soured on him for current events, you know, within the last two years. But oh, I'm talking that? about my boy, Yoel oh, Romero. I knew it. Donatello. <laughs> Thanks, God. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, he's a, we, we dubbed him Donatello. He's a, he's a, he's he a does it like a turtle. He's an ugly bull. <laughs> yeah, but the, the guy hits hard. The guy hits hard, but, um, you know, he... He disrespected my boy, uh, Tim Kennedy. <laughs> I didn't like that, not one bit. You know, I'm a huge Tim Kennedy fan. And what he did to, to Tim... Sent him into retirement. But you know what? No, it wasn't him. It was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was that he, he was the, the, second, the second one. We know where it started, though. Yeah, it, it had to start there, but it that was only blood because... bloodbath. Listen, it was... So many different things went wrong in that fight, and the first one was that Yoel and his corner were taking their sweet time. The referee was not paying attention. They couldn't get him to start fighting immediately. He probably should have been out uh, going into the into the second round. I, I mean, that that fight took a huge, a weird turn just downward for for Tim, and Yoel ended up coming out on top. I mean, kudos to him because he was able to finish, but. He should have been just either disqualified or out of the fight period before that second round. So I don't know. If there's one thing I learned from that fight, it's that Yoel loves us. <laughs> I love you, people. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's a funny guy. I give him that. Is he the next contender though? I, I mean, I know, he has a fight coming up, right? He's fighting uh, Gaslam. Yeah, Gaslam. Ooh, that's a good one too. Gaslam is the one that, that did the work to, to Tim. Tim, he kind of took the fight. Uh, Tim took the fight with with, uh, with Kelvin. Kelvin was overweight. Of he course. still wanted to fight. He's always he overweight. overweight. So he was overweight. Tim still wanted to fight. Ended up paying the price for it. Uh, uh, Kelvin, I mean, if he could just get his weight under control, you know, he would be a much better fighter. You know, people would be more willing to give him the big fights. But because he's so up and down and so sporadic with his with his weight, we can't really count on him for the big fight. Because what if he's overweight all of a sudden on a huge main card and then has to pull him? Man, you know that Dana doesn't play those games, man. He don't want to hear that. He does not want to hear that. No, Dana's out here to make money, and yep. those can't. the athletic commission is not gonna let him fight. So mm -mm, mm -mm. can't keep playing with your weight like that. Either get your weight under control or change the weight class. One of the two. What's your thoughts on weight cutting? A lot of people complain about the health, you know, problems when it comes to weight cutting. What's your thoughts on that? Should fighters uh, fight more to their natural weight, or are you, man? I don't care. I just want to see them fight. Like, how do you how do you feel about that? For the safety of the fighter, I think they need to fight as close to their natural weight as possible. Like me, when I was in high school, you know, I wrestled for for four years in high school. Uh, and I had to cut weight because my my fighting weight was 150, 155. Uh, in between that range, I had to be somewhere between 151 and uh, and 155 to to be able to to compete. And I was walking around at 170. So the week before a meet, 
I had to start cutting away immediately. So, you know, that was a little bit of water, almost no food. And, you know, you're running around like an idiot, freaking two, three miles just to try to shed the weight, to make weight. And then a few hours before the actual meet, try to rehydrate. You know, and so sometimes we, we would go into those fights, into those meets, and I would be completely drained. You know, I mean, I'd drink my Gatorade. I'd have a little sandwich here ready, just, you know, a lot, a lot of carbs or a lot of bread and stuff like that, and just shove it down my throat and hope to God that by the time the meat came, I was at least half hydrated. But it takes a toll on your body. You know, these fighters can tell you, when you start cutting weight, that stuff takes a toll on your body, whether you want to or not. You could be the most fit person in the world, but if you are cutting weight consistently and dramatically and drastically, that's going to take a toll on your body. So if these guys are going to cut weight, or if they're gonna fight, let them fight as close to their natural weight as possible. That way you can avoid injury and fight longer. Do you think that there should be more of a cushion when it comes to like making weight? Or are you of the belief like, look, either you're a half pound over, half pound under, or right on. Yeah. Like, do you think that they should have like a two or three pound? Cause really and truly, what's the difference? like? An extra two pounds. I mean, for, to, to make weight, honestly, you, since you're cutting, it doesn't matter. Because once you step off that stage and you start drinking and rehydrating, you're going to put on about a good, what, five, ten pounds. So that one pound is not going to make a difference either way. You see what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't make a difference. So uh, I guess if we were to do it the other way where a fighter is walking around at his fight weight, then yeah, they should be able to be off maybe one or two pounds. It shouldn't make too much of a difference either way. But if he's cutting weight and he has to drop from, like in GSP's case, I wanna you know I know that he was he was walking around somewhere like around 183, 185, but he had to make 170. So by the time fight night uh, you know fight night actually came, he was back to about 180. So in that case, um, yeah, and significantly bigger than the yeah, other guy. Yeah, that's usually. a lot. That's a lot of weight. You know what I'm saying? He's pretty much. He's making weight for 170, but he's fighting at middleweight. You see what I'm saying? So it just does, it doesn't add up, you know? Yeah. Um, another thing that bugs me is... So heavyweight has a ridiculous amount no, of space. Don't get me started with that heavyweight stuff. So your boy, my boy, Brock Lesnar... No, he's your boy. <laughs> he's your boy. Let's make that real clear. I'm just going to give you the floor. Tell me how you really feel, Jay, <laughs> about my man Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's a fraud, man. He's a he's a fraud. F-R-A-U-D, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that the way he came in, you know, he, he pretty much disrespected every fighter by... And I, it wasn't really him. It was more the company because since he's a draw, they didn't let him establish himself as a, as a fighter and work his way up. He pretty much just fought the one fight. And then all of a sudden, now you have a title shot. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, what what went wrong here? And then you had these guys who are busting their ass, you know, in the gym every day and fighting and climbing up the ladder. And these guys had to take a back seat to wait for Brock Lesnar to get himself ready to fight. Like, are you kidding me, man? That was the biggest disrespect to these fighters. It was, it was so sad. So sad. And it's not like they didn't have contenders either. They had contenders. What they had was just that Brock Lesnar was coming in. I want to fight. I want to fight for the title shot right now. Well, since you're making us so much money, sure, why not? You know what I mean? So, but I can't stand him. I can't. I just can't. How excited are you to he's see? Gone? No, I'm ecstatic. How excited are you to see John Jones beat the crap out of him? I hope that he doesn't take that fight. John Jones or Brock? 
both because first of all, Brock has no business being there with John Jones. John Jones would smash him, okay? John Jones would rip him into pieces. So John has nothing to prove with Brock Lesnar. Like Brock is Brock. Kane Velasquez whooped him, you know, six days from Sunday. So <laughs> if you want to fight somebody who's gonna be a good contender, why don't you fight Kane? You know what I'm saying? That he's a or junior for that matter. You know, those you know, high high value uh, fighters that are gonna bring something to the table. Brock, what he's bringing? His size. Get out of here, man. He's, the guy has no skill. Zero. Zero. He's a draw, man. That, that's about it. But in fighting skill, we remember what he did to Frank. That was not skill. That's it. He's, he's big as crap. He had those, you know, a huge ass wingspan. He was able to wrap him up and pound him to the ground. I mean, come on now, man. Come on. That's not real fighting, man. What's the better fight? Is it Brock John Jones or Brock Stipe? Stipe, for sure. Let Stipe whip him, man. Let, let, him, let him whip him all day. Talk about a turnaround. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He's he's made it up there, too. Just, there's something about his personality. Yeah. So, the same thing that made us really like Chris Weidman in the beginning, he has that same exact quality, that blue collar. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I'm just here. Like, I'm a fireman during the day. Mm-hmm. Fighter at night. Like... Yeah. He has that same style that... That's why I have, like... I draw to him so much yeah. because he's such a likable person yeah, when he you really think is. about it. And then he comes into the cage and just starts smashing people. Because everybody underestimates him. He doesn't look like one of those guys who's going to really dominate you, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't look intimidating like an Alistair over him. You know, like Alistair, he's... He fits a description of somebody who, you know, he's going to get into the cage and he just... He looks so intimidating. You know, he's huge. He's a tall guy. He looks, you know, ripped from head to toe. And he goes in there to fight, and he's kind of just like, mm, so-so. Stipe, I mean, he's kind of just like, whatever. Like, he just got off the couch one day. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go fight in the octagon today. You know what I mean? He goes in there, and he's just smashing these guys. I mean, he's taking these guys and making these guys look like you don't even belong in the same cage with me. And it's, it's the most weirdest thing to me, because I, I would never suspect that... That Stipe was ever gonna be that good, and to be a champion to this caliber? No, no, I never thought of it. Yeah, he's he's been something else. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna continue this tear. I don't know if he's just keeping the belt warm for Kane until Kane gets healthy. But that's the problem, man. The guy can't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I love Kane. Kane is still one of my favorite fighters, but again, it's, it comes down to that. He can't stay healthy, and it's it's sad because he is amazing to watch. When he first came on the scene, I remember I, I first saw him when he was fighting, uh, oh my gosh, he was Czech Congo. He's fought Czech Congo, and I remember that Czech dropped him once or twice. But he just kept coming and kept coming, dropped him again. Oh my God, it was, it was such a good fight. And then after that, you know, he kind of like went on a tear, and he was anybody who they put in front of him. He was just taking him down and just taking him down and everybody they put in front of him, gone, 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 knockout here, submission there. I mean, Kane is, <laughs> I love to watch Kane fight. He is a great fighter. Absolutely great fighter. If you had to pick one, Kane or Junior? Oh, hands down, you got to pick Kane, man. Okay. You got to pick Kane. No disrespect to Junior. <clears throat> junior, <laughs> he's a great fighter. But I think Kane already proved that. If it comes down to the two of them. Gotta take Kane, and you can't bet against the guy. 
Yeah, he's a, he's a good fighter. So with multiple cards announced from now through the fall, what are some of the fights that you want to see? Oh, man, Shevchenko and Nunez. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very upset with Nunez when she pulled out of the, of the fight. Mm, I, was, I was very upset because I was going to buy the fight up until I found out that she wasn't fighting. And that's what made me uh, not buy the card. You know, I was like, oh, my God. But I was buying the card specifically for that fight, you know. And oh, for the main event in that. that. Was them. No, I'm saying who ended up main eventing that card. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I, once I found out that they were not the main event, I didn't even bother watching anything else. I didn't even check for the, for the results. <laughs> I'm trying to think who, uh, like, if you had to make, like, what's the fight to make though, like, throughout any weight division, like, even people who like are already set to fight, like, who do you think? Is the fight to make? What's the money fight right now? Uh, I don't know. Right now, anybody that anybody that's gonna fight uh, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Sorry, anybody, anybody with Nate Diaz. I don't care. Nate, Yo, the Diaz brothers. <laughs> the Diaz brothers are someone. When I first saw them, I thought like, but these guys are only okay. But then like, they grew on me. Like, mm-hmm. like they could always fight. Like, there's no doubt in their ability. Yep. But the way they go into the fight, I love it. Oh, like yeah. that track. I'm so, you know me coming from a, a background of uh-huh. watching pro wrestling. This is why I'm such a fan of somebody that you can't stand, <laughs> Conor McGregor. We're talking about the yeah, best man. promo in the world. The promo, okay, I give you that. I'll the you best that. promo in the world, Conor McGregor. But can't stand his ass. I mean, in my head, the fight to make is Diaz McGregor three. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you you gotta you gotta finish that. You know, you can't just leave that up in the air. I don't like how Connor made it seem like, oh, I beat him, so he's behind me. Look at his face. Did you see your own face? I mean, come on, that's not that's that's not an excuse. Okay, you you're just hiding behind him now. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop playing around. If if you were to choose. Any fighter from any point in time versus like a current person, what? who would you want to see fight? Because, uh, like, a lot of the fights run through my head with John Jones, but it's like, damn, John Jones fought all these people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, the fight to make right now. Uh, wow. BJ Penn probably in his prime fighting Cody. Oh wow, our uh, our good brother Ron Pashery is gonna love that. He's a huge BJ Penn fan. I, I love BJ, but I'm talking about like BJ right now. He's you know he's he's kind of already you know past that that time of his prime. But I'm talking about BJ when he first started. You know the the mid '90s, you know late '90s BJ Penn. That BJ Penn versus today's Cody. I would like to see a fight like that for sure. That'd be a good. That would be a, a slugfest oh, for yeah. sure, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick a fight, I would want to see. I know they're in different weight classes, but either one can move or it can be at a catch weight. I would love to see Leota Machida versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, 
That would, yeah, like, wow. I styles, know that they yeah, have the yeah. same style, but it'd be like one of those dream matches for the fan of that karate style. Oh, for sure, for sure. I, I, I think I'd have to agree with that one, yeah. Yeah, to see Lyoto using his karate style against uh, Stephen Thompson's karate style. Yeah, and you notice that when they fight, and I, I don't know why I never saw this before, but they have almost the same exact stance. You know, they, they have that, it's kind of like a, like a squared stance, but... A street <laughs> fighter like style. The side. Yeah, like yeah. if they were in Street Fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just waiting for that fight. <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah, that, that would be a really good matchup for sure, yeah. It'd be a fun one to watch for sure. Um, another one... I want to... Look... I really missed the days where Anderson was on top. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I would, again, another weight class thing. I just would love to see him versus John Jones. That would be, yeah, that would be a fight to watch. In fact, right now, they, they, they probably still could do that fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that uh, John, I mean, not John Jones, excuse me, uh, Anderson, he has a fight coming up pretty soon. Well, not pretty soon, but like in October, I think it is that he's gonna he's gonna be fighting. Uh, but he's not over his. I don't think that he's out over his prime. I think that he still could probably fight. But even no no, no disrespect to Anderson, you know he's a legend for sure. It's, it's gonna go down. He is probably top five, the greatest of all time of all time. But One he, of the greatest champions in oh, UFC absolutely, history. Absolutely, absolutely, no undeniable. But if he fights John Jones today. He's going down. Yeah, he's going down. <laughs> I don't want to admit it. First of all, I don't like. I'm a. So out of our friend group, I am the only DC fan. Oh come on, man! Come on. <laughs> DC, my man. Listen, I know you're going through a rough time. I know you really like oh. wrestling. We got this show called Matt Madness. Love to have you on. You can talk about your love for Seth Rollins, your experience at WrestleMania <laughs> a couple years ago, oh, and man. just please get better. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what he he had a he had a good strategy coming into the fight against John Jones. Uh, again, just I think that John came. I don't know. I think the it was the mindset because he was trying to close the gap, close the distance. But every time he tried to close the distance, you know, he landed one or two good punches. But John had an answer for everything, for everything, and I was, you know, I was screaming at my brother while, watch, while we were watching the fight. I kept telling him, "Look, you know, keep beating the leg, keep beating the leg, you know, throw, throw that low kick, because we just know, you know, like every good fighter knows that if you keep throwing that low kick, it's gonna come a time where he's gonna suspect or expect that low kick all the time. So by the by third, fourth round, instead of going low, you go high." You know what I'm saying? So he's gonna be expecting the low. He's gonna cross down, and that's exactly what happened, man. He was beating up the leg the first, uh, the first two rounds. That third round came, and the leg came up, and he went to go down. Boom! <laughs> the side of his face. Oh man. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, I respect DC as a fighter. I love him as a commentator. Oh yeah, he's love great. him as a commentator. Him and Kenny, they do, man, they do the business over there. They, they're freaking awesome as commentators. Um. DC, when it comes to the actual fighting, it's just that I think he bit off more than he could chew in this particular fight. You know, I think that he, if he would have stopped the, the, the talking, I think that would have worked out to his advantage during the fight. But the fact that he kept talking and talking and talking, I think John Jones went in there in his mind already, I got something to prove. 
you know, so it kind of worked it worked better for John, not so much for DC. See, I don't know if it's just my DC bias, but it absolutely watching, is. <laughs> listen, watching the fight, I thought he won that first round and was leading in the second round before he got hit. Are you insane? <laughs> oh my god! Yo, and the funny thing is, I watched it again because I, in my head, I'm like. Maybe it's just because I'm but a fan. But how do you think that he won the Yo. first round? Yo, the he was round? landing. Okay, but... He was landing. But not more than John? I think he was. No, 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 no. No, for no way. For, for sure, for sure, John won that first round. The second round, you can make your case, you know, because he, he he landed a lot more. Well, like, a lot cleaner shots in the second round. But uh, the first round, no, that, that, that was John's round. <laughs> Not gonna lie, man. It kills me that we're never gonna see John Jones versus Rumble Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see that fight. I really want to see that fight. Did we ever find out what? Because he made such a big deal about, oh, I got this new job. Like, it's very lucrative for me. Did we ever find out what that was? Maybe it's in the. You know, it's got to be on the web someplace. But everybody thought that he was gonna be like working for the Rams because as soon as he announced his retirement, mm. like. All of his, like, Twitter stuff changed to, like, Rams. But, like, he said at the post-fight press conference, like, I'm not working for the Rams. I'm just a fan. Like, Damn, I didn't know that. Okay. I mean, I don't know what he's doing right now. I mean, best of luck to him. I was a huge fan of his. Uh, I was a huge fan of him, especially when he was at one uh, at 170. The fact that he made that huge jump up, that was that was surprising. But I think he did a lot better at, um, at light heavyweight. Yeah, because didn't he fight three divisions? He did 170, 185, yeah. and heavyweight? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a huge uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson fan when he first started. I was sad when he lost to, uh, to Koscheck. I can't stand Koscheck oh for the God. life of me. I can't stand his ass. It's the but... stupid hair. <laughs> Your stupid hair, Koscheck. <laughs> it's just, oh, no, it's something about his attitude. It's not, it's not even his fighting skill because the. He can fight. If we're just talking about, you know, pure talent, he had he's a great wrestler, you know, four-time division champ. You don't get that if you're a slouch. You know, <clears throat> he went like undefeated in college, something like 44 or like 40 and 0 or something like that. He went, you know, it was a, a ridiculous number. He came into the UFC and he got better with his striking. When he fought uh GSP, naturally I was voting, I was going for GSP, but I could never could never be like yo, you know. I'm, I'm gonna. I can root for Koscheck. I, I always rooted against Koscheck. I don't care who he was fighting. You know, <laughs> I don't care. He could have been like when he fought. Uh, what's his name? The the Japanese guy. I forget his name. He knocked out the Japanese guy. He was like, I forget his name. But I was going for the guy. <laughs> I didn't want Koscheck to win that fight, man. I couldn't stand him. Oh goodness. I think it was more because I hated his attitude in the show. In Ultimate Fighter, I didn't like him. I didn't like his attitude. The whole thing with him and Chris Lieben, I couldn't take it. Poor Chris Lieben. Ah, oh, man. I loved Chris, man. I thought he was a great fighter. I called him the zombie because <laughs> he got hit and keep coming forward. You know, that was the craziest <laughs> thing. But, uh, yeah, as far as Kashi was concerned, man, I respect him as a fighter. That's where, it's at. That's where it ends. <laughs> That's where it ends. <laughs> So you know we can't talk about combat sports without bringing up the biggest fight in combat sports history. Oh, God. I, I know your feelings. I, I want you to share them 
Chop it like it's hot. Listen, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is going to fight Conor McGregor in two weeks. Yes, in two weeks. I can't wait till it's over. <laughs> uh, that's my thoughts on the fight. I wish the fight wasn't happening. I just, I, I don't understand. Floyd has nothing to prove. Uh, Conor, what are you doing? I mean, you want to be a boxer. I don't see how he has any chance to win. And I know there's a lot of Conor McGregor sympathizers. You included. <laughs> I just, I don't... Oh, no, I'm just a fan. You're just a fan? I'm not a sympathizer. I'm just a fan. Oh, good Lord. Listen, I don't see how... I don't see Conor winning this fight in any way, shape, or form. And I've talked to buddies of mine, you know, at work, in the military, and we the, the, the subject always comes up. And they're like, oh, that Conor hits hard. I'm sure that Conor hits hard. And he does hit hard. I mean, obviously he hits hard. But we're talking about, notably, the most elusive boxer in world history. The best boxer that has ever graced the planet. And I'm not a Mayweather fan. Never have been. I'm not a, I don't like Mayweather. But if I had to choose between Mayweather and Conor McGregor in a boxing ring... Hands down, you have to give it to Mayweather. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Mayweather has to win that fight for sure. <clears throat> so, your pick is Mayweather. I don't want to say it's my pick. I'm just like logically, I don't. I'm not even on paper. And some like the, uh, Chip Bayless or Skip Bayless. He goes on. T- he goes on. Uh, who, I like on the, Chip better. Whatever his name. Is. <laughs> Oh, he's ridiculous. I can't stand. He he swears up and down that Connor is winning this fight, and I'm kind of just like you're a you're a sports commentator for for a living. You do this for a living. How could you possibly say that Conor McGregor, a mixed martial artist, whose striking is it's not a boxing striking style, you're gonna put him in a boxing ring? With the best boxer on the planet, and you expect the mixed martial artist to win in a boxing ring? It seems far fetched. It just seems. I don't see. Well, you know, Connor. He has what every what every fighter has, a puncher's chance. That one punch, that glands just right. Is that why Floyd isn't your pick as of now? Do you think, because literally all Conor needs to land is one punch. One punch, yes. yes. I give him that. He, he needs the one punch, but landing is the key. <laughs> yeah. Like I saw the sparring session, you know, and everybody, everybody's making a big deal out of it and on Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook, and everybody's talking about how he knocked down Paul and everything like that. But check the tape, okay? Paul is taking the punches. He's, he's almost making no... Uh, no no attempt at avoiding the shots and Connor's landing at will and he's just like moving backwards and moving backwards he's not trying to go to the side or dip or none of that stuff you expect me to believe that Floyd Mayweather is gonna do exactly what Paul did I mean give me a break man <laughs> give me a break I mean he'll be lucky if he throws one punch and, and, and Floyd just moves out the way and that's it but we all know what, what Floyd Mayweather does he moves, and by the time you set yourself, he's already punched you four times. 
<laughs> and then you have, you, have, you have to reset as a fighter and try to find him again. By the time you try to find him again, he's already hit you another four times. I mean, good luck. Good luck to, to McGregor, okay? That's all I can say to him. Good luck. So you don't have a pick. I hope they is one of those, you know, freak of nature nights and they both knock each other out. That's what I hope. <laughs> Just like to let it be known that my pick is Conor McGregor. <laughs> you see what I mean? The true rags to riches story. Oh, get over it, man. Get over it. <laughs> Yo, you gotta understand. Look, I've I've said this on an episode of Falls Count Anywhere. I like Connor not just because of his fighting, because I followed him since the beginning of his career while listening to the MMA So you feel hour. like you're invested so in his career. I'm already, yeah. Alright, I see where you're going. Okay. So I'm just a fan. Like, I remember him having to get off of air with Ariel because he was running late to get his food stamps. Oh, wow. So, you know, hearing stories like that and then watching him progress up the ladder even after his loss with, you know... Nate Diaz, which didn't stun me because at this point I'm just an MMA fan. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a good fight, mm-hmm. and they 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 did they they, uh, they fought a good fight. Yeah. Both of them, you know, they, they they both put on the show. Talk about a hell of a night. <sighs> that was that was a crazy card. <laughs> did we watch that at my apartment? <laughs> yep, <laughs> that was a crazy card. <laughs> was that Holly versus um versus Misha? Miss oh yeah, same night. <laughs> oh my God, we saw that. We got the witness together when Rhonda got knocked no, out. You know what? Rhonda, that I still was, love you. I still love you, Rhonda, too. I, I hope that you become very successful in the WWE. Keep going, man. Listen, as cool as it was, like, us all being Rhonda fans, except for your wife. Um, when she got knocked out, you know, it was still, like, one of those moments, like, Oh my, like, did that was, just happen? Yeah, like, <laughs> I stood frozen. But I remember being at Chickie and Pete's by myself and getting ready to watch her versus Amanda and her just looking so scared. Yeah, yeah, you could tell it was in your eyes, man. Terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe And then when she got knocked out, I, I walked out of the bar. I was like, mm-hmm. I have to go. I mean, the, the fight was over before it began, for sure. <clears throat> you could see it when she was, when they were announcing her, you could tell she was putting on. Her best strong face, but even then you could tell like there was fear there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because you know I mean I've never been through the things that Rhonda has gone through. You know she took a pretty pretty hard loss, and I've never been kicked in the face, you know. But <laughs> not to knock your no, teeth loose. yeah, I've never been kicked in the face like that. So obviously that's gonna do something in your psyche, and I can respect the fact that she came back, you know. Uh, that she took she took a little longer than I would have liked you know I would have liked her you know to kind of like get it together immediately and then get herself together and go right back at it but I think that she took too much time away and that's kind of what it didn't help her taking so much time off to come back to fight somebody like Nunez you know you're gonna come back you know take somebody who's not a champ for knocking somebody's head off you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. start at the bottom again you know work your way up and earn that title shot you know yeah and I mean it doesn't help that her boyfriend's a bum so, uh, <laughs> please don't come over here and whip our ass. <laughs> Subtle jabs, you know. It's a shame because I really like him at one point. Which, and then, yeah. like, you realize his gas tank, and, like, it's been three fights and it's not getting any better. No, Dude, no. do something about it, yeah. you know? Yeah, those of us who are your fans, brother, we, we want to see you have to go out there and perform. And perform for, for either 15 or 25 minutes, my man. Gotta get that thing together. No, yeah, Jay. I, I really appreciate you. 
taking this time out to, you know, have this interview and just talk about your love for MMA. But I do have one question left. Um, favorite fight of all time? I won't leave it to one fight. You can say multiple. You can say, look, this is my favorite brawl. Stylistically, I love this fight. Mm. That's a damn. That's a. <laughs> it is a loaded question. It is because especially like within the last what three or four years, how many good fights have come out? I mean, people like Diego Sanchez. I love watching him fight, even when he loses. Clay Guida. Good luck. <laughs> I love watching that guy fight. <laughs> you know, uh, Kenny Florian. Back when you know Kenny only lost in title fights. You know, and then when you know he moved up and uh, he moved down in weight and he lost one of his fights and but watching him fight I mean he was he was a poet man he was a poet with his moves and he would always come in there and you, you know, Kenny kind of was like a geeky kind of guy you know what I mean you don't expect him to, to to do what he did but he was good but if I had to say right now I guess how about the fight that kind of solidified me as a fan I guess we can say that I'm gonna have to go back to the ultimate fighter I'm going to have to go back to the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner at the Ultimate Fighter finale. That was, to this day, I, I still have the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I loved that fight. If I can say, you know, one of the fights that really made me into a true fan, Stefan Bonner. Stefan Bonner, Forrest Griffin, for sure. That's good, man. Thanks a lot. You know, you brought up Stefan Bonner. I don't know if you're aware... Stefan Bonner's stepping into the world of pro wrestling this weekend. I, I heard I heard the rumors. <laughs> we'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, nobody has hit the level of Brock. No. Um, Shayna Baszler, we're going to see her Monday for the first time on WWE television. Really? Yes. As a commentator or as a, as as a fighter? A, as a wrestler. Oh, Wow. Wow, the four, one of the four horsemen, huh? One of the four horsewomen. <laughs> the MMA version, of course. No, this that, is yeah. the Matt Madness yeah. Wrestling Podcast yes, Network. Yes, we yeah. know who the real four horsewomen are. <laughs> Talking to you, Sasha. <laughs> but um, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I really appreciate you taking this Josh. time. You guys are listening to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, go listen to our SummerSlam preview. Um, the hot tag should be out with Jeff Cobb. We have a Perfect Edge dropping soon, as well as multiple Unsanctions. Those episodes are timeless. You can go back and listen to them whenever you want. Thanks again for joining us. See you when you see you. Peace. Whoa!